0: You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Florida. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. These are our daily little uh, podcasts, about a half hour going out uh, weekdays at 12 p.m., Um, just really trying to build up the community and get us through this whole coronavirus thing. Trying to save jobs, trying to save businesses, doing everything we can as a podcast to really support this community. So thank you for listening, Um, Mike. What's up, man? Mike,
1: you're here. You like the you like the new scenery? I I changed it around. You get the other side of my dining room now. Yeah. My, my diner sign and the blue wall instead of the brown wall that you know, give you something different to look at dude
0: i love the set change thank you for taking taking the feedback from the last episode previous episodes and changing it up i appreciate that man
1: i'm gonna do it from every room of my house now you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> get one for the, get one for the Whoa, kitchen on cribs next Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Cribs. right right
0: so Awesome, man. Well, uh, before we get into, I want to like remind everybody um, that that we need your support too. We really we need this podcast to live on. We really need the support of the community during this time. Um, we do have a team to pay, and uh, if you want, like maybe make a donation. You could send a donation, a little donation, directly to me on Venmo at Colin Austin C O L L I N A U S T I N. And if you do so, I'm gonna give you a shout out on the podcast. How about that? How about
1: them apples? That's pretty that's pretty legit. If yeah, if I donate to you, will you shout me out on the podcast we'll It's yeah.
0: a little donation.
1: Right. But um
0: but look like you guys we have a very special guest on the show today. Um the, there's there's these these moments that that happen where I actually get to bring in people who are personal personal friends of myself and of Michaels I guess, I mean. <laughs> and uh, and am um, super excited to have her on the show and to and to talk a little bit about what's been going on in her life recently and so I'm going to go in ahead and introduce one of our former team members at New Scooters for Less, Casey Hinshaw. Casey, how are you?
2: I am doing great. How are you?
1: Good. So <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she, hold on, before you guys, we should also give her another introduction, say she's the director of catering at Sweetwater Branch Inn here in Gainesville, Florida. Yes, <laughs> well, I was going to awesome. get there, Michael.
0: <laughs> Jeez. So, no, Casey, so for, for our audience, like, tell us a little bit about who you are, how long have you have been in Gainesville, where you work now, what you're doing, and before Michael rudely interrupted me. <laughs> Just
2: making sure. <laughs> Just kidding. Just making sure it gets in there. Um, So yeah, I have been in Gainesville for about eight years now. Um, I moved here in 2012 for school, um, and then I never left. Um, So I graduated in 2015 in December, um, and then uh, have been working here as an event manager in some way ever since. Um, Right now, I am, for about the last year, I've been the director of catering events at Sweetwater Branch Inn um so yeah that's that's
0: what I'm doing now awesome so I mean we could have had you on the show to talk about plenty of things right like uh, you, you're you're a wealth of knowledge and you're an amazing event coordinator and doing amazing things um <laughs> so but but the, the you know what the thing we wanted to get you on here to talk about was the fact that you know, you're smiling now, but you probably weren't smiling a couple weeks, you know, a week or two ago. Uh, like, so for our audience, uh, Casey was one of the first people in our county to contract the corona virus. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's
2: like. <laughs> that's me I don't
0: don't know if you want to celebrate that or not right it's um you know I'm kind of curious because um you know I have my my theories of how you got this thing because you know we're we're friends I see you on Facebook I saw you traveling to Vegas right you were at Vegas at a conference an event conference right this was like right with like everybody was still doing events you know what the first week two weeks of march and then it was like no more events like right after that
2: Um, but you were
0: you were in vegas right i mean is in you were working in vegas at this conference like was was that the in your mind is that where you got this thing from or like where where what happened
2: (laughs) i mean it's so hard to say but most likely some sort of between the travel there, the travel back. I mean, it was a conference of 6,000 people um, that had been to other conferences, very large conferences before that. So it's, I would say, yeah, most likely that's where I probably got it, um, whether it was in the airport or at the conference itself um, or on the airplane. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly, uh,
0: but. Okay. So, I mean, when was that conference?
2: So I left on March 8th, um, and it was about a week. And then I got back on the 13th. Um, so that was about three days before I started, like I got back like three days before I started actually like showing symptoms. Um, so it does seem like I got it at some point in Vegas. Um, to have started showing symptoms just a couple days after I got back
0: and when you got back you started feeling some of these symptoms like what were the first symptoms did it like instantly go into your head that oh my gosh I got this virus that everybody's talking about or were you just like ah oh, like probably the flu or something else? I mean what, were, what what was going through your mind
2: So Monday, um, the, I got back on a Friday and then the Monday after is when I started to get a sore throat. Um, but that's it. So I kind of just thought like, oh, I mean, I had, I also had weddings that weekend. Um, I didn't like, I don't really like serve food. I don't do any of that when I'm actually on site. Um, so I didn't like touch any, um, food or anything like that, which is good. But, um, I yeah so Monday is when I started getting like a sore throat and then like three days later is when um, like on Thursday is when my whole body just started to ache. Uh, I woke up feeling a little bit off, but I went into work and then it just kind of like progressively like went downhill. Um, like I literally like turned to Maria, who's my co-director, and I said I got to go home, um, and I left immediately. And then that's when I was like, oh this this might be the virus, um, so but Monday, the, no, I had no idea.
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all kind of a blur as we're going through this. What, if you can remember, when you first started feeling symptoms on that Thursday, what, what was the, the situation surrounding the virus in the country and at the workplace and everything then? Were where people being encouraged to stay at home if they were sick had it got to that point? where they, you're just treating it like it was any old sickness and that was okay. It, it's just kind of hard to put us back two weeks ago and remember how things were being looked at then.
2: Yeah, yeah is this third hold on, is this
0: Thursday the 12th? The no, this is Thursday the after 19th. 19th.
2: Okay, Thursday the 19th, okay. Yeah. March um, 19th. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it is like a total blur, but um, I would say that it was kind of right around the time that people were being told, um, you know, go home, stay at home if you're, if you feel sick, but it wasn't like the point where it is now, obviously where it's like, okay, everybody needs to be home. You need to be around nobody. Because at that point, um, we were still able to hold events under 50, um, so it was, we had like the Alachua County thing where they told us, you know, no events over 50 and you have to have hand sanitizer on the tables and things like that. But, um, we were not at the like stay at home order situation yet. Um, but it was just, a, if you feel sick, go home.
1: So, so Thursday is whenever you started to really get sick and then when did you get tested and what was that like?
2: So I got tested Friday morning. Um, I called my doctor Thursday, pretty much as soon as I started feeling sick, um, and told them all my symptoms, told them I had just been to Vegas, um, and told them that I worked at a hotel. So like, I guess all of those combined were enough for them to say, okay, come in tomorrow. Um, and they had like a, like a designated space. They said, don't get out of your car. So you like pull up and basically a doctor and like you call them, tell them that you're there for your testing. Doctor in like a hazmat basically outfit comes out. Um, and it's basically like the flu test where they like stick the swab up your nose. Um, super gross, super fun. Um, and, uh, then I got a call from somebody the next day telling me that I tested positive for it. Um, and basically that I needed to, stay quarantined until my symptoms were, uh, you know, completely gone. I was asymptomatic for at least three days.
1: And this is, uh, stay, stay quarantined at home. Like you didn't have to check yourself in yet or anything like that.
2: Correct. So at this point it was just, they told me, you know, you're young, you're healthy. Um, all you really need to do is just stay quarantined, drink a lot of water, make sure, you know, you're doing everything you would if you just had the flu, um, and you should recover within, you know, a week.
1: Okay, and so how, how did it progress? So this is now Friday, you get the positive, or no, you didn't, you didn't get your positive results until when?
2: Like Saturday or Sunday, I don't totally remember. Okay. Yeah.
1: So once you, once you tested positive, how were you feeling then, or like when you got that information, had you started to feel okay, or were you going downhill, or?
2: It was. It, it definitely came in waves. Um, I would say that at that point I was feeling like I had the flu, um, but it wasn't really any worse than that. Um, so it was. It would get to the point where I was like, "Okay, I'm feeling better. Like I must be, you know, on the uphill climb at this point." Um, and then like the nighttime would come, and my fever would get really bad. My chills would get really bad. And my um, and then I started, you know, to kind of go downhill from there um, cough got worse and then I started to have like back and chest pains um, which were really bad
0: and then at what so, point right I was gonna say at like what point did you make the call to go because you went to the hospital
2: yeah right? so um, at what
0: point did you make that call you were like oh this is bad enough I gotta I gotta go check myself well, in.
2: so I'm really like I don't like anybody paying attention to me. I don't like to be, you know, I feel like I'm being dramatic or anything like that. So I avoided it for like three days. Um, when it was getting, it felt like it was getting really, really bad. And finally, um, I called my doctor kind of thinking that they would say like, you're just being dramatic, calm down. Um, but I called them and I told them that I had been having the back and the chest pain. Um and I was talking to a nurse and she was like, hang on just a second, let me go talk to a doctor. Um and she came back on the phone and she was like, Yeah, you need to go to the hospital. Um so that was like three days after the after I had tested positive or after I'd gotten the the positive test. Um, so at that point I packed up some stuff and I went straight to the hospital. um, And basically, again, they had me like call them from the parking lot. um, And they met me out in the parking lot, like the somebody met me out there, gave me a mask, gave me gloves, um, like walked me through the hospital. And he's basically like checking around corners to like, see if there's people. And every time he checks around a corner, and there's a person he's like, Hey, go over there, like, go away. Like it was it was a weird situation, but um so yeah, I checked myself into the emergency room Wednesday, I think. What
1: is it? And, and so, how, it,
2: how did that make you feel, though? Like, I mean, I'm like thinking, I'm like emotionally.
1: I'm sure she's calm and stoic because she's not being praised oh, at yeah. all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you know me, calm and stoic. That's. So, yes, I, I just want to make crazy. our. I just want to
0: make our audience one. I just want to make our audience very clear that like we're all really good friends.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Um, the, the the three of us have known each other for a very long time. So like you see us like joking and laughing and like talking about right. emotional states. Uh, I mean we're we're super comfortable with each other. So I just want to make sure everybody understands. Like we're that's not not to make light of any situation or anything. Eg- exactly. <laughs> um but I mean I'm just trying to like because of how well I know Casey I'm trying to picture Casey being told to put these gloves and masks on and like I mean did you feel like ostracized a little bit did you oh feel, like, absolutely
2: like, especially when he's like like I said he's literally like looking around the corner like telling people to go away um and I'm walking six feet behind him and he's like pushing open doors so that I don't touch them and it's just this whole like it it literally felt like I was like a like, I don't know, like, a freak show, like, the, the COVID-19 patient being walked through the hallways of the Shans ER, um, and then when I was checked into the ER, I was in, they put you in this room, um, with an anti-room, which is, like, an airtight room that the nurses and the doctors have to go in and shut that door and get all, like, dressed in their, um, everything and then come into my room but in the ER those both of those walls were all glass so like everyone that was walking by could see the COVID freak patient like that's kind oh, of God. how I felt like if it was anybody else like third party like I wouldn't have felt like they were a freak or anything but yeah I felt like I was a little a little ostracized <laughs>
0: so and then you just had to stay like how long were you in there for
2: um so i was in the emergency room for maybe like 12 hours um and they admitted me to the hospital um because i had pneumonia so they did like a chest x-ray they took a bunch of blood they put ivs in um both my arms and everything and that was that was fun um and then they checked me or they admitted me into the hospital so they moved me to a room um, like, upstairs, and I was there for a total of, like, three days until they discharged me. I mean, so in this –
1: say- are go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, did the symptoms stay consistent? Did anything new come on once you had um, tested positive and throughout? Like, did anything get worse or, like, uh, how – like obviously, obviously you're diagnosed positive, but how did the symptoms change? Just, just really for anybody that's out there that, you know, we, we hear all the stuff on the news and everything, but how did it affect you and what should people be on the lookout for?
2: Um, I mean, I, from what I've read, it's just, di- it's different for everyone. So like, this is strictly my experience, obviously. Um, I, once I got my positive test, um, like I said, I felt like I was kind of on the uphill. Um, but my cough got way, way worse. Um, my cough even got worse in the hospital. So, um, that was something that was like, I had just started out with with a sore throat and it kind of just progressed. Um, and then my back pain from the pneumonia was really bad. Um, like I, it was, it was almost like a feeling of like, I just couldn't get comfortable. Um, which is really, really frustrating, especially when you're sitting in a hospital bed for three days. Um, and then it's, I would say the, the dehydration was really, really bad. Like I couldn't, like when I was at home, I just like could not get hydrated. Um, no matter how much water I drank, um, And, uh, so that was another reason that they admitted me because they needed to give me like a bunch of fluids to make sure that I wasn't dehydrated. Um, and then also, uh, I, I couldn't eat, like I didn't eat for like a week. Basically I lost like eight pounds. It was not the way that I was anticipating losing those eight pounds, but here we are. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I would say they got worse. Um, like those few things got worse. Uh, the like chest pain wasn't too bad. Um, after I checked myself into the hospital, but
1: yeah. And and I'm curious too. like, I know your, your mom came up and visited you. What was that like for her? And was she able, I mean, was she able to see you? Like, what was that like?
2: Um, she was not, so they wouldn't let her in the emergency room at all. Um, the only people that could come into my room were, like doctors or nurses that were fully, you know, in their get up and everything. Um, so my mom, basically, she just stayed in a hotel. Uh, the doctor even told her like, don't you, cause she was like going to come into my apartment and like disinfect everything. And they were like, no, don't do that. Um, because they didn't want her around all of my stuff that had been infected. Um, and pr- pretty much anybody, but you know, she's, close to that the like vulnerable age um where it starts to get you know iffy on if you know it's safe to be around people um with it but yeah she was definitely stressed that she couldn't see me I was stressed because she was here and you know I felt bad that she was here in a hotel and that she couldn't do anything that she couldn't see me um so it was definitely like just kind of a stressful situation overall, um but on the day that I was discharged, she went to the grocery store and like got me a bunch of groceries um and dropped them outside my apartment door um and then I like waved to her from the window, which was kind of cute, kind of sad, like <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was as close as we got
0: I mean, at what point did they make the call it was fine for you to go home? just I mean, did they just say you have to go back into quarantine in your house just because you're you're feeling better and go home and don't leave
2: (laughs) basically um so they kind of just said like okay do you feel better which was not great for me because again like I don't like attention I don't like people you know looking after me um so when they were like do you feel good enough to go home I was like yeah of course I do and I kind of did at the time um and then I got home And yeah, they said just basically, again, quarantine until your symptoms are gone, Um, go straight home, Um, and then don't basically quarantine until three days of, two to three days of being asymptomatic. Um, But yeah, I like got home and basically I was, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good to go. They discharged me. It took a couple hours for the discharge process. Um, And then I walked up my stairs and I couldn't breathe. So that was kind of scary. Um, I thought I had like made a mistake, uh, for letting them discharge me cause I couldn't breathe. And then my fever spiked up to like 104 that night. Um, and then since then it's been, it's been getting better.
1: And so why did they, did they put you on any kind of medication or was it just simply, uh, they're just monitoring you to make sure you don't go one way or the other.
2: So they gave me basically, um, like a Z pack, um, and which I guess is like a common thing that they're giving patients, uh, right now. And then they, um, gave me something for my cough, um, and like some pain meds and then a bunch, like, like I said, a bunch of fluids. And then they did a couple of different antibiotics through the IV. Um, but I'm not positive what those were. I know that's terrible to not know what they okay. did, but <laughs>
1: I, and you don't know what they were like going after, or was it just uh, to make sure you didn't develop any new infections, or I'm just curious.
2: yeah, I mean it like it was kind of a blur being in the hospital because it was my first time in the hospital, like ever, and I was alone, and it was this like deadly virus that I'm being told that I have. Um, so a lot of it I don't remember. it's on my discharge papers, um, but yeah I I think it was just kind of for the the hope that I didn't get worse or that I didn't – the Z-Pack, I guess, is something that they're giving people with coronavirus um, is what I heard. Um, They didn't tell me too much while I was in there um, after I got out of the emergency room. Um, They just kind of, like, monitored my vitals and kept an eye on – you know how I was doing physically. Looked at like checked my oxygen, made sure I was breathing on my own well. Um, So yeah.
0: How was uh you know communication with your employer been through this? I mean, yeah, where what, what did they say? Did they just was it like take just take take the time off that you need? I mean, what mm-hmm. like how how did I mean I I know, I know that they they really need you and but obviously you can't do anything through through any of this so what was that conversation like?
2: So I texted her the day. Um, I tested positive. Um, and she immediately called me and was like, Oh my God, um, just take the time. Like basically, like you just said, like, take the time you need. Um, I'm really fortunate to have a co-director, um, who we, we do the same job. We, uh, you know, she does everything that I do. We just have different events. Um, so she's been like amazing through all of this you know every time I say like hey I'm sorry I haven't been able to you know do as much of the email she's like Casey stop like just rest just get better um so she's really been awesome um the the owner of the company has been awesome um just you know making sure that I have everything that I need she even offered to like bring me soup one day when I was at home um so yeah she's um everybody that I that I work with has been um just basically like what can we do um and basically like don't worry about work um so that I can just focus on getting better
0: do you know what like case number you were i mean was it like in the 20s the 30s i mean it was in the early like i mean yeah. na- now now what are we at are we at, like like 100 cases at the time of this recording this is it's april 3rd like, it's
2: it's definitely like increased a lot since i was um since I tested positive, I remember looking at the reports while I was waiting for my um, for my results, and it said that like twenty one people had tested positive, and there were like twenty five pending cases. So I'm somewhere okay. between like twenty one and forty six. <laughs>
0: okay. And the other the other important aspect to this, uh, like I think everybody needs to understand, is that you're super healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like you you're working out daily uh you know and how old are you 25 25 25 um you know so so i think you know when you when you look at it i mean did you feel i, I just know that that has to play a, a significant role right i mean mm-hmm. in terms of because uh, you look like you've recovered really quickly um i mean it took did it I mean after, did it take those three days I mean when you had that fever you said you know they were sitting stay at home for three days is that all it took I mean when when did you like what how so many questions I'm throwing at you right now like how do you feel right now are you 100% right now or are you still like 80% I'm, I mean
2: I would put myself yeah like close closure to like 80% um I'm still like you know fighting the urge to cough every now and then which like not a big deal. Um, but I went for a run yesterday, um, which was not my smartest choice. Um, I mean, I, I, before this was all happening, like I was running, you know, three, four miles a day, no problem. Um, and I went for 0.6 miles yesterday and I stopped and my lungs were screaming at me. So that was kind of my indication that like, no, you're not quite there yet. Um, And like you said, like, I, uh, you know, it does play a factor. It definitely does play a factor, how old you are, how healthy you are. Um, Obviously, I am a lot better off than those who are elderly or immunocompromised. Um, But it was weird in the sense that, like, you know, they told me and you're reading everywhere, like, oh, if you're young, you might not even notice that you have it. You might not even get any symptoms. And so, like, I kind of had that false. Um, like sense of security that, like, okay, even though I have it, like, I'll be fine in like a day or two. And then when it got so much worse to the point that I had to go to the hospital, and you know, I was having trouble breathing, and you know, it kind of went against everything that I had heard at that point. Um, and that was kind of scary.
0: Did you have? That's, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be a little bit of a weird question. <laughs> but you can I mean you know you can expect it coming from me right um I mean like I'm trying to think of (laughs) find find you find out that you have this thing like in your mind are you thinking like oh my gosh who have I shaken hands with in the last 48 hours or like I mean did any of that go through your mind were you reaching out to people saying hey heads up I've been exposed to this thing. This is an awkward call, but I just wanted to let you know. I mean, was that going through your mind at all? Or did you do that? Or like
2: for sure. Like I, so when I had told, um, I had told my boss and she told basically everybody that I work with. Um, so most people that I had come into contact with, um, contacted me and they were like, Hey, hope you're feeling okay. That's pretty much all they did. I had one person that was like, when did you get it? How, like, what are your symptoms? When did we come into contact? Like, they were very, like, like very concerned. Most people weren't. Um, but yeah, I did, you know, I I was more so concerned, like (laughs) thinking about like, okay, did I come into contact with anybody that's immunocompromised, that's older? Like, I haven't been around, you know, like my grandmother or anything like that. So that's good. Um, But I mean, I was on a plane with a bunch of people I don't know. I didn't shake hands with those people or anything. but And at the conference, they were strongly discouraging people shaking hands and hugging and stuff like that. Um, So I would say that I didn't really like come into physical contact with a lot of people. Kind of thinking back, which is good,
0: lucky, you know. It's, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, then now after this is all said and done, I mean, there was an article in the Gainesville Sun. Um, I mean, do you feel like there's this scarlet letter on your chest? Like, like, people are like, let me let me stay away from Casey Hinshaw for a little bit. Right. I mean, what, how do you, do you still feel ostracized? Like, what, like, what is that? like right now and how Um, and how should how should other people approach it I mean from the outside in I think there's just a lot of panic and a lot of worry right so I'm just kind of curious as to your perspective from the stamp from the standpoint of having contracted it
2: yeah um a little bit and I think like I feel a little bit like that and I think that that's a lot of my own like personal issues um kind of playing into that but I have texted people and been like and told them that fear, told them that, okay, like, when I'm better, are people still going to not want to be around me? Are people going to be afraid to be around me? Like, what's, what's the deal? And like, most people that I've talked to have been like, no, like, I would be fine to be around you as long as you're better. Um, So kind of talking to people has helped me um, get rid of that fear a little bit. Like, it's, it's still there. And, you know, I was saying earlier, like, you know, you, you read comments on, uh, on the article and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you feel like people are so, you know, I don't know, people, people kind of jump on you for, um, for everything. So maybe strangers will not want to be around me if they recognize me from my picture or something, but I don't really care at that point. Um, cause most of my friends, um, and coworkers and stuff that I've talked to have, uh, kind of, given me the impression that once i'm better they don't really have a problem being around me
0: <laughs> what are, what are people saying on the comments i haven't i haven't seen this
2: well it's just um
1: <laughs> i mean if you don't want to talk uh, Michael's about laughing
2: it at me because he knows already <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i also know that you read comments and you're one of the only people i know that do read comments so
2: <laughs> yes because i'm I do crazy people, what
0: people people i mean when it comes to comments on posts or articles like that I mean you can't you can't take anybody's <laughs> anybody serious you can't take you know what they <laughs> have to say and like let it let it one you shouldn't have let it affect you by any yeah. means um but I mean people do it so one of the reasons why people don't create social media content is because of the fear of what other people have to say um mm-hmm. but you know was was something just really bad or like
2: no it was just so um, in the article, like one of the quotes that they used was, you know, any, basically something along the lines of anybody can clearly get this. I'm 25 years old. I'm healthy. Um, and I said, like in context, I said, this virus doesn't discriminate based on your age or health. And in context, I just meant like anyone can get it. I obviously I've said a hundred times, you know, I recovered or I'm recovering. I was not put on a respirator. I was, you know, very lucky um, to have recovered to the point that I have. Um, a lot of people were not that lucky. And the line that they pulled out to post on Facebook, um, like with the article, was this virus does not discriminate based on age or health. So there's a bunch of people commenting and they're like, um, actually it does discriminate. You recovered, other people didn't, um, so you're wrong. Uh, so like, it's just people saying stuff like that, that I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And like, then we I don't have the complete, I
0: mean that, and that happens with content all the time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. if somebody pulls one sentence out of, you know, a complete message, I mean, context gets lost. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So, but don't, that just made it clear that they didn't even read the article. So
0: yeah, don't, don't <laughs> let it bother you. I'm super, super, super glad that you're getting healthy. Um, my gosh like you know it's interesting because i don't want to lie like when when mike when mike had said hey like casey has it of course like i was like oh my gosh like is she okay i was like the first things out of my mouth and and then the second thing was like when was the last time you saw casey (laughs) 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 it's it's, it's almost like yeah i mean i did i did see
2: you last week on monday
1: so i was like uh, no no, that that, St. Patrick's Day, right? It was a, an orange cereal workout we did on yeah, yeah, Tuesday yeah. the 17th, which was two days before. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Well. <laughs> before, before we let you go, I, I, like, I know we're probably going to wrap up real soon. I do, I do want to talk real quick, if you can, about, about uh, Sweetwater and about the event space and how it's been affected. And um, I'm sure that's a lot to dive into. But also, you know, what, what can anybody do to help under the parameters that, that uh, they have to operate under? Yeah, yeah.
2: Sure. Um, so it's been really hard. Uh, we went from in that week that everything kind of like blew up. Um, we went from having 10 events that week to, to zero. Um, all of our events through March were canceled. Um, uh, basically, the last one that we had was the Sunday that I came home um, from Vegas, or the Sunday after I came home from Vegas, um, and then we didn't have any for the rest of the month. Um, March, April, May is our busiest time of the year, um, or it's supposed to be, Uh, you know, it's wedding season, it's graduation season. Um, so everything for April has been canceled. Um, we're, or postponed rather, um, most people are postponing rather than canceling. Um, we're starting to get postponements for May now um and even a couple for June. Um so yeah, it's it's hard because obviously like that's our main source of revenue is people um having their events with us. Um and then people staying at the inn because of those events. And now that they're not staying at the inn because of those events, we don't have the inn revenue either. So it's just a whole kind of you know big circle of craziness. Uh but we are, um, like I said, encouraging postponements. Um, that's how people can help, um, is to, you know, postpone their events, don't cancel. Uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's different for everyone. Not everyone is, has the means or, um, the, you know, the ability to postpone an event. Um, you know, some people are, going into med school or something like that. And this was the only time that they could have their wedding. So they're just deciding to go to the courthouse instead. And so they are canceling. And I totally understand that uh, everyone has their own situation. Um, But the biggest thing people can do to help is, is just postpone rather than cancel. Um, We can make it through, you know, the next couple of months if we have to. uh, And then we'll just be super, super crazy come, you know, July, August, September, which are usually, slower months so we're just kind of kind of swap our busy seasons um that's the hope at least and then yeah so that's that's our hope and um we'll you know we're just kind of taking it day by day uh you know making sure our um clients are taken care of in the meantime working from home and yeah
0: and i mean have you had those conversations with with the owner like you guys know you can make it to that you know make it the next two months without a lot of revenue coming in or you know you know if they're fil- filing for the the ppp stuff with the government do you have any idea
2: um i don't know the specifics on that just because i've kind of been out of commission for the last two weeks but um we did talk to our accountant and she says that we're good for you know the next couple of months um and i trust her she's awesome so uh, whatever she says, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with, and I'm just gonna, you know, I don't have a lot to do with like the books and the finances and stuff like that until it comes to like the end of the month, you know, just kind of determining how much we made, uh, with events, but, um, you know, we're just kind of doing everything that we can to cut costs where, where possible, which obviously we're not paying event staff right now because we're not having events, which is good, but it also sucks because those employees don't have any, you know, hours coming in, which is hard. So, um, you know, I've been in contact with some of my hourly employees, just kind of making sure that they're good. Making a lot of them are college students, so a lot of them are home um, and you know li- with their parents, and they are good. So um, we're fortunate in that kind of situation, but um, just making sure that everyone's taking care of is, is definitely a top priority of ownership um, and of, you know, the office staff.
0: So is the only revenue just coming from the inn from people booking out rooms at this point?
2: Yeah. I mean, there are people booking rooms still, um, but then also we're, we're booking events for next year, like brand new events and for fall and stuff. So there are, deposits coming in for events for people that are like yeah I mean it should be good in the fall so I'm gonna go ahead and look so um we do have you know it's not the normal amount because we're not doing the events right now but we do have some coming in um because people are people are staying positive and people are you know still looking forward to getting married in the fall
0: I think that's good I mean at least it, it kind of shows like a level of optimism in my opinion Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it you know, one of my one of my biggest uh, – I don't want to say one of my biggest fears, but I guess one of the things that could happen from this is that there's just going to be a lot – and I've I've said that I think there might be a lot of hesitancy to be in large yeah. groups um, when this thing is done. So the fact that people are, are confident and they're booking um, events, you know, in the future, I mean, sh- shows that, like, they're optimistic that things are going to get back to, to the way they always have been. So that's good. Um, yeah, for sure. Book your holiday parties now, people. Let's mm-hmm. go. Contact Casey and get it, it done. <laughs> yeah, like go ahead and book your book your holiday events. Like now, now's the time. You got all this time you're sitting at home, you're watching our videos because you can't leave your house. Call Casey. Book book your holiday party.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they'll they'll and those dates will book up fast too because people will be you know trying to postpone their wedding, um, but do it as soon as possible. So like I said, dates that were maybe not as popular before are gonna be the popular dates now. People are gonna book that Saturday before Christmas and, um, you know, New Year's and stuff like that, even though those are not necessarily the most popular days usually.
0: Yeah, I I love it over there too. I mean, Shannon and I had our wedding night there because we had, we got married at the Thomas Center, but we stayed, mm-hmm. stayed at, um, Sweetwater and then we, um, and we've been in, we've been, we've had a couple anniversaries over there too. It's just such a nice place. So you guys do, yeah, you and guys we, do great work.
2: Thanks. And we do like romantic dinners and stuff too, where people can come in and have like a private dinner, which is something that's, um, you know, kind of, it, it's been something that we've kind of advertised for people that they can have this private dinner, um, without going to a restaurant that's changed a little bit now with like the most recent orders, but um, and then we are starting once myself and Maria can be back in the office, we're going to start doing to go orders, um, for just through our catering, um, department. So,
0: yeah, it's great. We're, it's been really cool to kind of see the businesses and the catering companies, like really, really adapt mm-hmm. to, to the situation that we're in. And, uh, and that's great. I mean, that's exactly what you need to do and, and it's, know, uh, it's cool. Yeah yeah cool that we're, we're we're figuring it out you know we're figuring out ways to to get through it so
2: we're doing what we can for sure awesome mike anything else man
1: no, i think that's about it buddy
0: casey i love you thank you so much for coming on <laughs> <laughs> of
2: course thanks for having Do me You're
0: the best and i uh, appreciate you sharing that i was kind of i was kind of like i don't know how deep she wants to get into this stuff and like you know, so Well,
2: 30 y'all out there anyway, so yeah
0: I, mean, I i I appreciate your transparency i i really I really do, and I think it's gonna at least just help people kind of be aware of the symptoms and kind of know what it's like and um and then, of course, like hearing the business side of it too, I mean that's the whole reason we're we're doing this is to really save uh, amazing businesses like Sweetwater and make sure that you know no one that that a great company like that that's been around for a long time you know can get through
1: this and and save their people too so appreciate the the insights there as well. I'm sure more than most, you're going to be uh, excited for any kind of return to normalcy.
2: Yes, absolutely. One, I'm going to be happy to have like real human interaction in person and everything. Um, but also just like I said, I worked for 20 minutes today, be, just because there's no business right now. And I have never wanted to work a 60 hour week more.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> sure
2: back to that yeah dude my,
0: my love language is physical touch I like to like hug people uh-huh I can't hug we anybody know. right now
2: <laughs> we we <Yeah>. know yep
0: <laughs> <laughs> well well thanks again and uh you know games are like stay safe look out for those symptoms um you know just do it. Do what you can. If there's anything that we can do to to help, especially from the business standpoint right now, you know, really, like I said, we're doing this to really help the businesses out there. We're gonna get through this together. We can get through this as a community. Uh, the one thing all three of us right here have in common is that we are super passionate about Gainesville. We love this community and definitely want to see it see it succeed. So, um, thank you so much for listening. This is the Whoa GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go. Whoa. Casey, give us your best best whoa.
2: Oh, I just did it. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know why I do this every time I do something, but
0: <laughs> I kinda like it though. I might have to
2: pick this up. This is my awkwardness. <laughs>
0: Alright, we will see you later, Daniel. Bye. Bye-bye.